0: Everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. And we're about a month away, so we are starting division previews. Starting with the central division. I'm so excited to get into it. We have the full cast and crew here today, hosted by yours truly, Tyler Two Cents. We have Braden with me. We have Kai with me. We have Stuart with me. Boys, who's winning the call? Who's winning the division and why is it Colorado? Ooh
1: just want to say, uh, start off. You said uh, we have the whole crew with us today. Unfortunately, yes. we don't. We lost one of our own, the Queen. She loved uh, our podcast. And, um, <laughs> you know, rest in peace to the Queen. She'll never get to see her division previews. Um,
0: so we to do a moment of silence for...
1: No, it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, Colorado, it's their division to lose. The whole conference, in all honesty, is Colorado's division to lose. Um, I've got some questions regarding Georgiev, just because... He didn't have the greatest numbers, honestly, out of New York when you look at his past couple seasons. But that being said, I set the uh,
0: set the listeners up. So Gorgiev Gorgiev is the new starter. They lost Kemper because this is an off season that a lot of people don't really follow, right? So So they lost Kemper.
1: Signed Gorgiev to a three year by three point four million dollar contract. He was the uh, backup over there in New York behind. Uh, you know, the Vesna winner, your Sterkin, yep. looking at his last couple of years, last year he put up an 898 in 33 games, year before, a 905 in 19 games, in the year before, which is what Colorado's going to be betting on here, is 910 in 34 games. Um, like an average
0: backup, you'd say, eh? Like, yeah, he's maybe... an average
1: backup. And when you look at, like, I don't know, when well, this year's tough with 33 games, sub 900, but save percentage was down as a whole across the league. This year was scoring up as much as it was. I don't hate the bet. You know, I, it kind of reminds me of the bet that they made on group hour a couple of years ago, where I remember being like, oh, I don't love that. And then group was good for them uh, before they lost him to Seattle. So I, I think there's significant risk with that. But when you have what I consider the best defense in the NHL, uh, mm-hmm. you can take risks like that. And, you know, you can play a sub 900 goalie and still have a winning record with that mm-hmm. team. Um, so I still think, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get a 900 out of the guy. So Kai, the goalie guy? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, you look at their team last year. Uh, Kemper did it look great. And they found a way to win with him. Obviously, they won games with Frank Kuzin then. Um, yeah. Goaltending is not something that they rely on compared to other teams. And as you said, Braden, they have the best decor in the league by far, in my opinion. Dude, just so, looking at that...
1: Sorry, Tyler, after you.
0: The, I just want to set the frame for the division odds they're minus 175 so that's implying that if you paid a hundred dollars on it or you if you paid 175 dollars on it that's what it would take to win 100 so they are the favorites but it's not like outlandish like Mm -hmm. you'd be surprised it's colorado you think oh they're gonna walk to the division i'm a little surprised that it's not 200 to win 100 they're implying more than a one in three chance that they don't win it Stuart, what do you think
3: well i mean Obviously, they're going to win because they made their best hunting in the summer and signing Evan Rodriguez
1: Woo!
0: over the past
3: week, which that I can't believe actually that he sat in free agency for that long. Yeah. There was a report from somebody that said he, he started to gain a lot of interest in the late summer, but I don't know why he wasn't getting interest mm. earlier on. I mean, like, did he have a bad second half? Yeah. But did he also score over 40 points? Like, and he, he could be their second line center next season. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts there. Play him with Landis Cog and play him with. Who's their second best winger? Landis. Cog? Second That's right? W- oh, yeah. You're talking I figured Dachushkin. Right I'm Figured Dachushkin, McKinnon, Rantanen's first line, and then second line is who? Landis Cog. Like blanking, Arturi Lekinen, maybe? maybe JT
1: Comfer yeah. can play both wing and center. You got Darren Helm that plays like all th- positions there up front. Wouldn't Alex Newhook. Newhook
0: play second line center though and Rodriguez play the wing?
1: I think you're looking at JT Comfer. Um I mean I get I, I don't think Evan Rodriguez is a second line center in the NHL. Um, he put up his
3: best mm-hmm. uh stats on the penguins last year playing center. That's yeah, what but he, got he was hot. doing his best right? Like he yeah. had that streak where he was on fire for what, three weeks where he was the best player in the world.
1: And then he went back to just being Evan Rodriguez. So I think that when you look at his underlying numbers and, you know, his advanced stats, um, the guy's strong in all areas. It's an extremely good bet. Like I love the signing. Um, I think at his worst, he's a average to above average third line center. Um, who's able to bring different parts, you know, to your power play, to your penalty kill. If you need him. he's one of those guys who can play up and down the lineup. Right. Um, right. I think his true talent level is at the third line level, but it, it's a bet, you know, maybe that, those two weeks are indicative of something bigger and why not give him a one year, 2 million, $2 million. I mean, even on him, it kind of feels like he's betting on himself. Okay. Didn't get the contract I want. Let's show people what I can do and then go back at it next year.
0: Yeah. And those are the players that they got in. So they got in Gorgiev, Gorgiev, whatever it is. They got in the goalie, Gorgiev, they lost Kemper, but they bring in Rodriguez to replace Burkovsky or Kadri maybe which are two forwards they lost. Kai, with those forwards in, mm-hmm. those players out, do you think that we're looking at a team that's going to repeat as the President's Trophy
2: winners? Well, didn't they not win the President's Trophy last year? Did yeah. Florida? Panthers oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot. The so so Florida right. Right. Florida won it last year. But, I mean, we going over this roster here, just based off how we're talking, it does seem a lot more top-heavy than compared to last year. Luis With Audrey and Burakoski, it's like those are two very solid middle six players for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't bring anyone to replace that. Uh, maybe like New Hook takes a step this year, that sort of guy. Um, but I think that they are much more reliant on their superstar players, who are, I think, going to be up to this task at least in the regular season. Um, yeah. President's Trophy, I th- I, it's tough, right? Because they are in that division where they're playing elite teams, which we'll get into, you know, like Minnesota, St. Louis, mm-hmm. Nashville, Dallas, Winnipeg. They're all tough to play against. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Blackhawks or the Coyotes, but you know, <laughs> they're tough to play against. True. Braden, what do you think?
1: Well, just one last piece I wanted to add on. While they lost those players, like you've got internal growth coming into your play sense to plant that, right? Like we mentioned there, you've got Alex new who, I mean, that guy's going to be a stud. I, I expected more out of him at this point, but that being said, I still think he's an extremely talented player and that's going to showcase, but dude, the biggest coming out party last year with uh, Sam Gerard's injury, bone Byram just blew the doors off last playoff. say, eh? or like, remember how good mm. he fucking looked now you get that and whatever. Mm. Plus, you know, his off season training has allowed him to get to for an entire year. Like, dude, Kale McCarr, Devin Tay, Sam Girard, and bone Byram as your top four looks pretty good. That's a pretty
0: good top four.
2: Well, speaking of McCarr,
0: Mm -hmm. McCarr is the favorite to win the Norris Trophy, which is the most valuable defenseman award in hockey. We have this weird name, weird names for all awards, but the Norris, the best defensive player, McCarr is plus 125. The next highest is plus 800. Like Vegas is very sure that this guy is the best defenseman in the league. He even is the fourth highest favorite to win MVP in the league. How often do we see defensemen win MVP? Never.
1: No. He's
0: tied with Kucherov in the MVP voting right now. He's Pretty the wild. Best,
1: he's best defenseman in the league. That being said, uh, and I am putting money on this. So get your bets in now. Okay. Uh, it, it will be Quinn Hughes winning the Norris Trophy this year. He's going to show everybody. Uh, <laughs> he's going to prove the doubters wrong but uh, so get your so money in there. He's
0: tied for the eighth highest with Miro Heiskinen, who we'll get into later at plus 2200. We shall. That's a good bet. So speaking of MVP bets, I wanted to mention that you're right, Kai, this is a top heavy team. I just want to go through McKinnon, fourth highest MVP odds, McCarr fifth highest, Rantanen seventh highest. I've, how often do you see a team with three players in the top seven to win the MVP in the NHL. It almost never happens. It seems like one of those surefire teams to make the playoffs. Minus 6,600, it would be an absolute catastrophe if they didn't. To win the President's Trophy, they have about one in four chance, Vegas is suggesting. I'm going to go ahead and say Colorado walks to the President's Trophy this year, probably win it by five or six points. Wow. Are you guys with or against me?
3: I, I can't think of a team that I would pick to go ahead of them, but I don't think it's gonna be a walk. Like I I'm pretty confident in Carolina, to be honest. I think if I had to off the top of my head, I think I'd probably want to pick Carolina, I think, but that can be left for
0: our Metro. True. Fair enough. All of us have Colorado to make playoffs. We all have them to finish first in the division then? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. i say
1: I just want to say the only issue is like, you know, unlike all the other major sports and the NHL loves it, even though everybody else doesn't it's parody, right? The NHL loves parody. They love everyone being equal. Mm-hmm. No one being too good and no one being too bad. Um, so that it's the toughest to guess, right. For top of the division and toughest, extremely for the toughest to guess who's going to be winning the president's trophy. But I mean, there's what three teams really, that you can look at and go confidently as they you know, are a favorite. That's why them Tampa and maybe I don't even know who else. Like those are the only two I'd confidently say
0: to make playoffs or to
1: no to win the Presidents Trophy.
0: Um, Carolina and the Leafs are second and third behind Colorado. Really,
1: so, they but Tampa's yeah. that low? eh? okay. But we're
0: on the Central Division preview episode, and we're going to move on to second in the division, which is going to be a bit more of a a claw to the finish line between Minnesota. St. Louis, maybe Nashville, maybe Dallas. But let's start with Minnesota, who they lost Fiala. They added Sam Steele, but Sam Steele is nowhere near Kevin Fiala's skill. Kevin Fiala was one of their most important forwards last year. Over in L.A. now, they still have Kaprazov tied for the fifth highest in MVP odds, sixth highest in Rocket odds. Braden, do you think Kaprazov can take this team over the 100-point mark up to second in the division?
1: Well, there's two important parts I want to go off here. One being, you know, yeah, what Kaprazov can do. The other one being, while they lost those players, they've got this one guy. He's really good at his job, you know, in that organization. His first name's Judd. Bit of a weird name, I know. Last name, Bracket. I see that smile creeping up on those lips because Jed Brackett used to be the former director of scouting for your Vancouver Canucks. Now he's gone because okay. Jim Benning, uh, didn't like people telling him no. So Minnesota hired him, uh, go look at Minnesota's prospect pool. And it's gone fucking insane since they hired Jed Brackett because he's amazing at his job. So sure. They lost uh, Kevin Fiala there to, uh, to that trade there. But with the guys that they have coming in lined up, we saw pieces of Matt Boldy, Judd Brackett draft pick last season. That guy looks like he's going to be an immediate second line winger in the NHL. He got Mark Goldie. Dude, he's good, man. Like they got Marco Rossi coming in. That's or true. who's looking like he should like fight for a spot on this team. Um, a lot of other young players that are looking like they could fight that are bracket picks, where like Minnesota's got an exciting young future. That being said, this is the first year right of the dead cap hits from Zach Preese and Ryan Suter buyouts, which combined yeah. for $12 million. 12.7. 12.7 yeah that's mm-hmm. a lot of money right <laughs> so um we saw a lot of the moves that they made um the cool trade for example was just them moving money out right because they had to get rid of some money that didn't
3: make up the, um, the crazy part is too is that their dead cap goes up to 14.7 for two years after this one yeah. so it, it turns into worse can they
1: you know if we want to look at rack As an example, and when I say bracket, I just mean those young players that they'll be bringing and rely on his talent. Yeah, more focused on that
0: than ex-Canucks scouts, please.
1: (laughs) Well, my point being is that you're, I think it, to me, it really screams that their game plan moving forward for the next three years with those extremely high dead cap it is that you're going to be relying on the best, you know, one of the best scouts in the game to be able to create this extremely talented uh, scout, you know, scouting department and really rely on players on their entry-level contracts who are going to provide massive value or surplus value on their contracts um, to ride through that and hopefully still compete for a playoff spot. Looking at the team right now, dude, you got Kaprizov locked up for four more years. Okay, there you go. That's pretty good. You got Zuccarello for this season and next. Joel Eriksson, who I think is one of the most underrated players in the league today for many more years. Jordan Green, love. Like, they've got a lot of good players. Man, Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodine, I think, is up there for most underrated defenseman in the league. Um, the only question mark I have is Marc-Andre Fleury because he's old. So old goalies, they break down. Um, I th- kind of feel like it's not Kaprazov that they go as far as we'll take, but it's more so if they'll go as far as their goalies take them. Um, but we'll see.
0: I think, like you said, Spurgeon on the defense, Brodine, Dumba. I like their defense. I like their forwards with adding Rossi and Boldy to replace, replace Fiala. The question mark is Flurry, but I love Flurry and I will never vote against him. He's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> one of the best goalies in the world. So I like Minnesota to finish as a playoff team, no doubt. The odds are implied 80%. Does anyone here have the balls to suggest that they won't make the playoffs or that they won't finish two second top three in the division? Kai? Do you think that they're going to be top two, top three in the
2: division? I Sure don't. Really? I Sure as hell don't. I I'm am with you, Kai. A I'm a firm you. disbeliever in these Minnesota Wild. We wow. talk about the dead cap space there. Mm-hmm. That's significant, right? I mean, you lose Fiala. He's he was their second most skilled player. I think you could probably make that argument. I would Maybe argue the second most important forward beyond Kaspersov. Yeah, you would argue that. Like. Who's bringing that scoring touch to their second line now? Who do they have besides Caprazov um, really on that first line? I mean, sure that they they have had Boldy. He looks like a stud. Sure, they have Boldy. They have Zuccarello, um, I guess, right? But- Zuccarello, I mean, he had a great year last year. I don't know if I see him repeating it, but I guess as long as you're riding shotgun with Caprazov, anything's possible.
1: Just a reminder. Um, Uh, Matt Boldy had 39 points in 47 games last season.
2: That's good. Yeah, no, that's very good. I just don't really believe in them. I they sure as hell did not get better over this offseason. I'll Mm -hmm. agree with you there. They didn't get better. They were really good last year. And I think some of the teams that are creeping up on them did. Well, I'll give you
0: to your point, Kai. They finished with 113 points last year, and now the over-under is 99 and a half. So Vegas has them coming down 13 points from last year. Which Both is three. significant. That's it a lot of points. Braden, what do you think?
1: One last point I just want to make. You know, we talked about uh, Colorado's defense there and how strong it is. Now, I like Spurgeon, I like Brodine, and I like Dumba on the wild. Those are three good defensemen. The other three, though, do Jacob Melton, Alex Goligosky, or John Merrill inspire much confidence in you?
0: Nope. They don't, no. Those, Those are right. guys are you who,
1: kidding? you know, Jacob uh, uh, who is that? Um, Galagos, so maybe I'm wrong with Milton. Maybe he's great, and I just haven't heard him because he's some up-and-coming guy in Minnesota and who pays attention to Minnesota. But Galagos, Gamero, guys, who those guys' best days are long behind them, right? So uh,
3: we'll see what happens. Stu, do you know who uh, Jacob Mill is or what? <laughs> no, I don't, but, Brayden, you're like the you're like the prospect guy on here. Like, does Caelan Addison have a shot at playing this season? Do you think that instead of some of those three defenders, that's what I kind of was going to ask, like if Minnesota was going to ride the young guys, like Boldy, Rossi, and then maybe bring yeah. Addison? Former uh, Pittsburgh then, Penguin draft pick, Kalen Addison.
1: Um, that is true. I like Addison a lot. I think he's got great feet. He's got great puck hand. You know, he kind of reminds me of a. Uh, he's like a. Well, I guess he he was a left hand shot, but you know, um, no Addison's right hand shot. But he kind of is like Jake Gardner, is how I would think of him. Um, I don't know if he can be as good as what Gardner was at his peak. Jake Gardner was elite. Don't let anyone tell you uh, otherwise. The thing is though, young defenseman on a team that's trying to push for a playoff spot that plays extremely risky. It's not like NHL coaches are known for giving those guys a lot of ice time or a lot of leash. Right. So I think Addison is a guy who he's going to be in a fight for the seventh spot. You know what, you know, who he's going to be fighting with is uh, we saw it in Vancouver last year is uh, with Jack Rathbone is going to be with Brad hunt. Brad hunt went to Minnesota. That's an NHL defenseman, man. He's played in the NHL for the past four years. Um, that's where that seventh defenseman spot is up between it. it's Brad Hunt or it's going to be Kyle Addison
0: well let me ask you this guys um for the wild total points 99 and a half they finished with 113 quick yes or no do they get over 100 points this year Stuart I'd go no Kai you're going no, no. right Brayden no.
1: I'm hammering the under on that. I think they're going to be. third wow. So like All fighting of, for a wild card.
0: So the loose change podcast unanimously decide that the wild are dropping at least 13 points in the standings and aren't finishing second in the division. Wow.
3: But I think that's more of a testament to the other teams getting better around them or just, I think in my eyes anyways, like that's just kind of how I think the teams that were behind them last year got better or lost less than the Minnesota wild did this off season. Yeah. I think the wild
0: still make the playoffs. But I don't think they get 100 points, which makes them about a wild card team. In today's NHL, it's either you get 100 points and or you make a weak division <coughs> spot or wild card. Like that's basically how it goes.
1: You need 95 points to make the playoffs. 94 and a half is the average like cutoff.
0: Well, the next team on our list is the St. Louis Blues, who finished last year third place. 97 and a half points is their over under so vegas is projecting right there with minnesota one win underneath they're plus 550 to win division hard to do that against colorado but they lost perron and huso they keep kairu and thomas so they're young players they re for long long term this is a team that i don't think got much better than last year either last year they were 109 points this year projected to get 12 less Kind of the same position as the Wild, except I like them a lot more this year than I like the Wild. Kai, what do you think? Are you are on the Blues Wagon more than the
2: Wild? Yes, I am. And I do agree with you on that. I think that they have a very good deep roster. Um, you know, same as the last couple of years, the star power doesn't really jump off the page. But a lot of very solid players there. They've got Kairou and Thomas Locked up long term. Um, I like the gambles on both those players. Me too. Um,
0: <laughs> Especially on Thomas. I think he's one of the best passers in the league. Oh.
2: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, sure they let Huso go, and we all don't like Bennington.
0: Mm-hmm. We're not big fans, no.
3: I mean, I do have some confidence in him going to this season. So yeah. I feel well. I feel like he's just—he's so high on on his pride that he's going to either mm-hmm. come out and dominate to start the season, or he's going to come out garbage and not find his way the rest of the year. Yeah. He's but really one of those I don't know. guys. He's super bust. confident. I'm not going to bet against him to start the season. Get a nine.
2: yeah. I mean, he's not like a bum though,
3: right? Yeah. I think he's a bum.
0: So Vegas has <laughs> Minnesota to reach playoffs so is minus 400, yeah. 80% implied odds. The blues minus 200, almost mm. two I'll, like a big, big difference there, but I'll take the blues as second in the division because I still like them to be as slightly worse than last year, maybe as good. You never know. And mm-hmm. if so, then you're looking at a hundred point team and that the rest of the division, I think a hundred points should get you into two, if not three.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know, they're well coached. I yeah. think that they have a good defense and they have a lot of very good, like responsible for uh
1: under I I didn't catch this. I know we talked about a guy that should have an NHL job. I didn't see they signed him. Josh Levo signed to a one year yep. contract with same yep. L- man. Yep. Good deal. Like that short. Sure they got a uh, young Logan Brown there from Ottawa who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they just, they screwed him over in Ottawa. They didn't give him a good shot. So here's hoping that St. Louis can do that for him. Um, looking around though, too. Like I really like Pavel Buchnevich, man. I think that's a really good player. Oh Yeah. I don't think that the blues get enough credit for absolutely robbing him.
0: That's so from true.
1: The New York dude was Pavel Buchnevich for Sammy Blay and a second round pick.
0: That's a steal for Buchnevich. Who's an, a surefire top six player.
1: Dude, that's a 60 point player. Yeah. Sammy Blay last year had a uh, four points in 14 games, with the Rangers and 15 and 36 with the uh, blues the year before um, this most
2: recent year. Butch he Nevic. also leaves incredibly weird comments about his sister on Instagram. Somebody also does do that. <laughs> uh, not a yes. fan. That's yeah.
1: true. Last year, Bucinovic had 76 points in 73 games, 30 goals.
0: A pretty sexy stat line.
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good.
3: Lewis's forwards are just their forward core is so deep. Like looking at it right now, like on their cap friendly. Yeah, I like, got questions they have on the three deep deep lines.
0: Well, how about this then, Stuart? Moving past St. Louis onto Nashville, the next team on my list, I think they added to their forward core and made it deeper with Nino Niederreiter. This is a team that was talking about trading Forsberg, was talking about rebuilding. Now, Stuart, all of a sudden, are they going for it? They finished with 97 points last year. Do you think
3: they're a playoff team? I think they're a playoff team. I have them fighting for third in the division. To be honest with Minnesota, I think it'll be between them. I think those are both playoff teams, them and Minnesota. But I don't know. I I think if the guys on Nashville who figured out their careers again last year, like Duchesne, can keep that going. Uh, obviously, they added Niederreiter. They also added uh, Ryan McDonough to their lineup, who you know, noted Stanley Cup champion. That's top four defenseman still, man. That's a top four defenseman. Their team just got better. If Sorrow Star- Sorrow stays healthy all year, he's one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. Fourth like,
0: highest Fesna odds on Sorrow. I,
3: I like the Predators this year, man. I I think I had them as fourth going in before we started, but I think I'm gonna put them third now. I'm gonna put them above Minnesota. They're they're my third division team. I think. I just don't love their depth, man. Like I feel like that's a team or their forward depth that is like they're
1: that's a team to me that you're really relying on Soros to carry you and you're praying like they made the last wild card spot last year with Soros playing at Vesna level and Matt Duchesne and uh, Ryan O'Hanson both, you know, rejuvenating their careers. It's crazy what happened to Duchesne, eh, Brady? Yeah. Don't think that happens again? Do you think he's back? He's good. Like he's, that's the thing. Matt Duchesne's an extremely <laughs> talented player and it's weird that you have a you know a player that that is that talented go from so good to just nothing like that but then we saw it with ryan johansson do the exact same thing in nashville for yeah. how long right like it's not like ryan johansson had this big well I, he came back last year right like he had a good season last year
0: he had a great season uh, yeah
1: right a good bc kid like 63 points in 79 games but 22 and 48 the year before 36 and 68 the year before that like I don't know, man, you're, you're really praying on that. And my, my point being is that even with both of those amazing years, it still took a Vezina level. year from your goaltender to make mm. it as the last wild card. So yes,
0: that's true
1: right now. You get, you improve your defense with the addition of Ryan McDonald Like Stu mentioned there, you get another year of Dante Faber, who I think is one of the better young defensemen growing up in the game. Um, looks like they'll have Philip Tomasino come in as a third line center. Honestly, I could see that guy pushing for second line into the season. That's a really talented uh, young player. So
0: but how much does that improve the team?
1: That's that's the thing, right? It's is their improvements that much better than that of the teams around them? You know, St. Louis. Well, I guess St. Louis just retained. Yeah, We, we kind of just went through that contracts. St. Louis
0: and the Wild didn't improve. And no, I think so, Nashville did a little bit.
1: They did. Um, looking around the rest. Yeah, I guess compared to Dallas, compared to Winnipeg and mm-hmm, you know the other mm-hmm. two. It's not like everyone's making these huge, huge, huge moves. So.
0: They might be the best improved team in the division.
1: They might be. To me, it, it's tiers, right? Like, I think Colorado's in a, t- in a tier of its own. Sure. Um, Then I kind of feel like we could put Minnie and St. Louis in its own tier. And then I you feel like we can have Nashville
0: th- a tier below Minnie and St. Louis.
1: Yeah. I, even now, I still like Minnesota fair. more. And me too. then that third tier, I feel, is going to be these three teams that we saw last year were fighting for the wild card. I think we're going to see it again, being Nashville, Dallas, and Winnipeg. Um, the order I put them in. I think I'm gonna put, you know what? I think I'd go the exact same that we had it last year, man, with Dallas and the Nashville pick, but I could see Nashville pushing Dallas down to fifth. Um, but somewhere in there, man.
0: Hi, we're four teams deep in the central division. We're at Colorado, Mini, St. Louis, and Nashville. Rank those teams with your way too early season rankings. This is the preview prediction show. By the end of the season, where do those four teams rank?
2: Colorado, St. Louis.
0: And this is the hard one right here. Mm -hmm. Mini or Nashville?
2: I'll go mini Nashville.
0: (laughs) I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, ah, am I going to disagree? Okay. I'll agree. I think the same with Nashville knocking on the door. I think Nashville makes the playoffs again, but I don't know if, Like it's besides a wild card, like you said. Stuart, are you agreeing with that top four? Colorado, St. Louis, Mini than Nashville?
3: That's my top four, but I'm gonna stick with Nashville at three and mini at four.
0: Yeah, I think that could go either way. Braden, you agree that's the top four? Do you you think Dallas can crack that top four?
1: Well, let's get into this here at Dallas, because I do think they can crack that top four. I think they Um, could. Looking at the team here, right? They've got big loss. Is that of defenseman John Klingberg? That's a mm-hmm. pretty big loss to your team. That's a extremely talented player. That being said, you still have Miro Heiskanen, who is way better than uh, a lot of people give him credit for. He kind of went under the radar last year. He's one of the best defensive defensemen in the game.
0: Eighth highest um, odds in the Norris. So, dude,
1: that's a good pick. Like, I like their defense group a lot. I do think Jake Edinger has it in him to, you know, not be what he was in the playoffs because no one can sustain that other than uh, the Dominator. But still, man, just like looking at his numbers, I think that's a guy who's going to be in that Sorrow Stemko tier. I think Ediger can be that. I think he will be that. I like their defense group. And even looking at the forwards, man, like. I didn't Marchman,
0: eh, Marchman. Uh, That's what I was going
1: to say. You've got another year of uh, Jason Robertson, and you're adding Mason Marchman. Like, I really like Mason Marchman. I think that's a great player. Um, I think that's a really, you know, strong. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say variable, but versatile that's the term i'm looking for kind of plays everywhere in your lineup right can play the body can penalty kill uh power play you're still looking at that jason robertson contract so hopefully that gets done before the season starts the big question to me is that of you know tyler sagan and jamie ben i think jamie ben is done in terms of his elite star level you know we talked about this a couple weeks ago um of who can return better right Mm -hmm. can it be sagan or can it be Ben? And who would I rather have moving forward? I picked Ben because I think that's a guy who could play at the bottom of your lineup a lot better than Sagan can. And because his contract ends sooner. That being said, I was thinking about this like the rest of the week and Sagan's injury. um, Like it's his foot. It's been a fractured foot that's just on and off. Right. And when we talk about big injuries to players in the NHL that like kind of ended their career, it's the hip, the back, head, stuff like that. Right. A foot. A foot can last a long time. I mean, look at Austin Matthews. I know it was his wrist, but, you know, Pedersen and Matthews both had wrist issues. And how long did they deal with that before it was fully healed? Like half one, a year, years, maybe a four right? year. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know Pedersen was two years. Matthews, you have been dealing with it before. Like it even came public. somewhere. are right. About, about two years,
0: years for Matthews. Yeah.
1: So is it really surprising that Sagan's had issues for multiple years now with a fractured foot? Dude, if he's given it a time off, like, you know, look at the guy he looks Some like a deep Greek playoff God.
0: rungs randomly too for Dallas. Yeah.
1: Like Sagan looks like a Greek God and that's because he treats his body like a temple dude. Like that's a guy who
2: I think he's going to have a
1: really good season this year
2: really what yeah De- I define think define really good season for tyler sagan thank you 70 yeah.
1: points 70 points i think he hits Ooh, 70.
3: wow the hot wow. take central. i would love to see that to be honest
2: i
1: think tyler Sagan's back yeah. I-, I i think we're gonna see him back
2: betting um, betting guru tyler are you able to pull up real quick what tyler sagan's over under for points is oh if, man if, that if it's, if it's even available
0: if it's even available I don't even think people bet on that with Tyler mm-hmm. Sagan. I bet you the over under though, if I were to set it as a Vegas odd would be like 39 and a half, 44
2: and a half. Okay. It would not yeah, be seven. I, I was going to say, I was going to say like 49.5.
1: So last year in, uh 81 games, he had 49 points. Woo! So with okay. a fractured foot that he can't walk on, he had 49 points. Okay. Before, yeah, that's fair enough two points in three games. So, you know, we can't go off much of that there. year before, 50 points in 69 games. This is a stretch to really say that I think he's going to be recovered now and, you know, pushes. I'd love it's to see that, Because he has
2: to come back and push and he's now in his 30s. And yeah. no longer on top-line power play like he but was again, when he was doing it's that. Not yeah. a fo- it's not a back
1: injury. It's not a concussion, right? It's not, this isn't an injury where you know, even tendons, remember that Eric Carlson story about his like tendons falling out of his uh heel? Mm-hmm. Just walk around Ottawa, like it's not, it's a fractured foot, yeah. It but sucks. it's also
0: his hip, sir. He had hip surgery years ago, like hip surgery and a fractured foot. It's years he's a broken ago, guy, go, right?
1: Like Demko had thatcher, Demko had hip surgery when he was 19. He's fine, so I guess so. That's enough in the past to me where, and you know, obviously positions play a role in that. A goaltender with hip injury is a lot more severe than a center just a forward with hip injury um but i think we're gonna see a second back man um they still got joe pavelski who for some reason defies aging curves and just continues to be elite
0: yeah i love pavelski still
1: erratic facts i hints i really like dennis Gurianov. um no i i like dallas a lot i think that's a team that can push for that fourth spot in all honesty um so this
0: is yeah. really getting into the nitty gritty or not the nitty gritty. This is again to the, are they going to make the playoffs Because We are talking about the first four teams. I feel pretty great about all of them making the playoffs. This one, I don't know. I could see Dallas making it scraping into a wild card. If they have a ridiculously good season, their ceilings third or second in the division. Mm-hmm. I could also see them blowing out. And if Ottinger is not this elite guy, he maybe is down there. As the average goaltender this year, because goaltenders are voodoo. I could see Dallas missing in the playoffs. They're yeah. minus one fifty to make mm-hmm. it, so Vegas has them higher than Winnipeg. But do you see a world where Dallas doesn't make the playoffs, guy?
2: Absolutely. I think we're really shaping up for a tight, tight wild card race in the mm-hmm. Western Conference. We haven't even gotten to the Pacific Division yet, but we're looking at the Preds, we're looking at the Wild, we're looking at the Blues, we're looking at the Stars, even the Jets these teams could all end up falling into a wild card spot. Yeah. And then you look at the Pacific, there's a whole bunch of teams that could compete for a wild card spot. A as well. lot. Four so, or five, yeah. <laughs> and Dallas, I mean, they've they've gone on some sneaky runs the last couple of years, right? Like, it's hard to count these guys out.
0: I made the cup final two and a half years yeah. ago. Like, crazy. I, I
3: always forget that.
0: Yeah. So, Stuart, do you have Dallas making the playoffs?
3: Do I have them making? Uh, I think they'll be right there. If they don't, but I don't have them as a lock to make the playoffs. Like I wouldn't bet on minus one fifty for them to make the playoffs. I'm I not com- I, I have five it. teams. I have five teams in the Pacific that'll I think could make the playoffs. A little preview. Like, there's, there's, I don't know. It's, it's going to be close. I think. I'm not super confident in Dallas. So their over
0: under is ninety four and a half points. Braden mentioned earlier that about ninety five points is when you make the playoffs. So. It's like right right neck and neck. If they're over under 94 and a half points, and they're favorites to make the playoffs, that kind of seems like it cancel each other out. I worry about those odds, and I'm not going to bet on Dallas this year. Not to start, at least. Winnipeg is a team that's projected to get 88 points. This is a team that's plus 165 to make the playoffs, so they're not out of it. Vegas is not counting them out, but they're definitely not favorites to make the playoffs. Do we see a world where the Jets, led by Hellebuck, because no one else is going to lead them to a playoff spot, really, can beat out those five teams in the Pacific, those four or five teams in the Central? I'll start with you, Braden. Is there any chance? Because plus 165, I was surprised. I was expecting, like, plus 200, plus 250.
1: I'll start this with a question back to each of you. And we're going to go in order. I'm going to call your name, and you're going to give me the answer. Uh, Tyler, most overrated player in the NHL? Mark Scheifele. Wrong again. Kai. Most overrated player in the NHL?
2: Blake Wheeler.
1: Wrong answer,
3: Stu. Most overrated player in the NHL? Uh, Well, if those were both wrong, I honestly don't have a guess. Dubois? Those were both very, those three are all very strong contenders. Those are are they, all is it Pierre-Luc Dubois?
1: No, 0 for 3. What the is the most overrated player in the NHL, as far as I'm concerned, is the first mentioned player that came out of your mouth there, Tyler? I think most, I think oh. is the most overrated goalie in the NHL. I think he's the most overrated player in the NHL. He had wow. one good, he had one elite season, he's been completely <laughs> like a, he's been a decent starter since. And he's oh, dude, 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 what an amazing player! 910, 916, uh, 910, not that great. 916, yeah, good. You're your starter in the NHL. 922, very good year. 913. Oh, you're an average star in the NHL. 924. Very good year. So he's had two elite years and a bunch of years where he's an average starter in the NHL. He's above average. No, I don't (laughs) care. I don't want to fucking hear it. It's all, oh, he's so good. (laughs) I can name fucking five goalies right now. They're miles above, miles above that. Sure, you could.
0: He's the ninth highest odds to win the Vezina. You could probably name eight goalies that are better than him. I could
1: give you 10. He's, I think he's, (laughs) you think he's above average starter. I don't think he's this elite goaltender who's going to drag you to the playoffs. I think he's going off the same thing that Carter Hart's going off is where he's run off his reputation from years ago. Um, That being said, other overrated players in the NHL or in the NHL that we mentioned. Yeah. Blake Wheeler, 100%. 100%. One of the jets. So, Um, yep. Mark Shifley, the most overrated center in the league. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that honest to God, I think those guys are a locker room cancer um i think it's just a lot of bad juju about this team man We and no one
0: wants to play in
2: winnipeg no one wants to play in winnipeg i I don't blame them they've been in winnipeg for years now no wonder i would be angry too yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) but man like how many players do we hear see traded and then it was oh, you know they weren't liked in the locker room well then they go on and leave and they're fine elsewhere not kane but like linea seems fine in st louis or in columbus yeah Um,
0: just resign the
1: the only constant with any drama is always it's Wheeler it's Shifley and it's somebody else we've got all the drama with Shifley about how it looks like he wants out um
0: Dubois wants out
1: Dubois wants out out, Shifley wants out Wheeler's getting old he wants to win is it gonna be that shocking if he wants out no if those guys are all gone does Kyle Connor want to stay
0: Nikolai probably,
1: Ehlers, probably not ehlers I love Nikolai Ehlers, man. I think that guy's
0: See, that's the thing. They're so they, underrated. Their forwards are so good.
1: They've got a great forward group. I don't love their bottom six. You know, Adam Lowry I think is a good player. I love Mason Appleton as a third line player. I was going to say you love Mason Appleton. I love hey, Mason Appleton. Awesome. I yeah. really wanted the Canucks to get Mason Appleton last year. But looking at the rest like Morgan Barron, jansen Harkins Dominic
2: they Sam Garnier,
1: their D sucks. Like, they overperformed last year. Morrissey's a decent player. Nate Schmidt, like Nate Schmidt. Don't like his deal. I think he'll be okay next year. After that, Neil Pionk, I think that was a mirage last year. I don't think there's any way that Neil Pionk plays at the level that he did last year. Brendan Dillon, he makes me go, eh, Dylan DeMello, I go, Yeah. Dylan Sandberg, I go, eh. The Dillons. Yeah, and then uh, Logan Stanley, like he got drafted because he was big. Right. Out of
0: Cambridge, Ontario. Kid. Out of
1: Cambridge, Ontario. Now, that being said, one player that we do have to mention who's coming in, and if you want some juicy Calder trophy odds, you take this fucking kid. Cole Perfetti. Mm-hmm. I this like is a that. Good, this is a really good player. He could score. He can pass. Um, I like him a lot. The only thing with Perfetti is if they give him top six ice time or not with power play. If he gets that, then I think he is top three for the Calder. If he doesn't, no fucking chance he is anywhere near in the running for that trophy.
0: He's the fourth highest favorite at plus a thousand. Cole Perfetti. Yep. Um, speaking of, I wanted to shout out Cambridge because Cambridge is our number two listener um, of the Loose Change podcast. They used to be number one. But recently, as of this week, the Loose Change podcast number one listener city is Brussels, Belgium. Holy shit, man. Shout out Brussels Belgium. You guys are our number one That's unbelievable. We love you, Brussels. We're going to do a live podcast in Belgium sometime I, in I next I think decade. that for next week, we should all learn a freeze in Belgium. Start the podcast off with a little yeah. hometown touch. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to eat a lot of their chocolate this week in celebration. Mm. Thank you, Belgium. We like you a lot. And we know you love our podcast. So appreciate you. Uh, Cambridge, shout out. Get your numbers up. You can't beat Brussels, Belgium. You kidding me? All right. Back to the Central Division preview. I think we're all kind of out on Winnipeg making the playoffs. It sounds like no one yes. can find that. Okay. Onto a team that is plus 12,500 to win the division. They are plus have- 1,700 to reach the playoffs, Braden.
1: Sorry, wait, I, I had one more question I wanted to ask you guys about Winnipeg. Okay. Yes or no? Do they blow it up at the deadline? Do they trade everybody? Do they, you know, just blow it all up and get it rid of everybody? We know how many players want out? No. Tyler says no. Kai? Winnipeg's on a playoff spot. Come trade deadline. Do they trade? Uh, Wheeler? Is it a fire sale? I don't think
2: Wheeler is a movable contract. Two years left. Two years left. I don't think that you can move a guy at his age with two years left. You tell me
1: Boston wouldn't take a guy like that for one more kick at the can.
2: Maybe in his last year, for sure.
1: But th- this year. year, I only say Boston because this feels very much like this is their last dance year, you know, with all the guys that have coming back. So I kind of feel like they're like, who gives a fuck about next year? Like we're going all on this next season's
2: probably a lost cause. But, you know, as we've said throughout the summer, cap is king. Mm-hmm. No teams can afford to bring on a guy with an over eight mil cap space for another year yeah. at the age of 36.
3: Not think wrong. Could. Then, there might be something there. We'll get into that later on. But okay, I don't so think you anyone's tonight. trading for Dubois either, because he's made it pretty clear he wants to go to Montreal. Bingo. So you'd be, tra- you'd be mm-hmm. trading for him knowing for a fact he's leaving. Like you'd Hending, have to be pretty confident. RFA.
2: Yeah.
3: But players say
1: that, right? Like they can say that all they want, but okay, really? Yes. If the Tampa Bay Lightning come calling for Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's gonna say no. I'm not gonna fucking sign a contract with you. If the Colorado Avalanche come over and say, Hey, would you like to be on our team? He's gonna say no. Winning solves everything. I
2: think think that they won't make any major moves at this deadline. But over next summer, if they miss the playoffs again, Dubois and Scheifley are both gone.
0: What a move by Paul Maurice being like, you know what? I'm just going to resign because I definitely don't want to get fired. And I would definitely will by (laughs) October, November. So, you know what, guys? I'm just going to let the team go on. What a (laughs) job by him. He's totally saving himself. For a, a job sooner, later, for sure, sure.
1: Little side coach there, thing. he's uh, in Florida Lewis. now, isn't he?
0: Wait, he's in Florida. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So oh. he just said, Fuck, yeah, I'm just gonna what a move away. Now he's a who retired. To Panthers. <laughs> what?
1: Hey, you see who, uh, you see who retired this week? Who legendary NHL bench boss, most recently of the uh mm. Saskatchewan uh, University. Michael Babcock Michael Babcock has retired from uh, coaching so I have inside I have inside sources
0: with uh, a player that used to play under Babcock uh, in the Detroit years and he says that Babcock is the worst human he's ever met not coach (laughs) human and that's all I have to say about it because I 100% agree as the least fuck that guy shout out to our inside sources shout inside sources Chicago Blackhawks back to it. They're plus 1700 to make the playoffs. So a one in 18 shot. Um, <laughs> what do we got? Do we got Chicago? Here, you know what? Let's screw that. We're not even talking about playoffs, odds, division odds. They're over under 66 and a half points. They're in the Bedard zone. I can't but, wait to see the NHL fix this for Connor Bedard to go to the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Well, they have the second highest <laughs> odds to have the worst record yeah. in the league, Brayden, at plus 400. I think so I'm-
2: it's out. I'm going to say that it's not even going to be fixed. I think the Black Ops are just going to finish the last week.
1: Well, there's another team we could talk about. It's division.
2: We're getting, we're getting I think uh, the Coyotes are going to be buzzed up by that sold out crowd. I think so too. Home, you know? <laughs> I think so too. They're going to be okay, very energized at home. We're
0: just going gonna to group them together then. Fuck it. Chicago, Arizona, we can group them together. Arizona's CEO, quote, Mullet Arena, Will be sold out for every single game.
2: Mullet arena, <laughs> bitch! I hope
0: so. There's 4,500 seats. No, we're going. Is it we're actually called it? Mullet Arena? Yes, that's what they're yeah. calling it. Yeah. Oh, they're we're, winning. That's unbelievable. In Chicago there. So you, we, you picture a lot of bullets in
2: the crowd, right? Yeah, dude. I uh, assume you have to. Yeah. It's Arizona too. I would get. I'd get a fake mullet and go to that arena. Do you think they sold them
3: outside the arena? Just to yes. buy them when they're going in. Mm. They
2: better. They better. This <laughs>
1: this winter we're doing a boys trip we're gonna go golfing in arizona and we're gonna mm-hmm. to go to as many fucking games as we can oh my gosh chicago Aren't sorry we, I we get it. expensive right now but they're gonna go down as like pretty quickly here especially if, if we went and we got like an arizona i don't know some other american we're, we're team. the loose
0: change podcast We can probably get free tickets if we just asked
1: you get me sure. a pass yeah
0: Nick Ritchie um, is projected to skate on the first line power play to replace in Phil Kessel. Dude, so those tickets are going to go down, and they will not sell out every game. I'll put money on that.
1: Well, let's let's get back to Chicago here quickly because there's some. Things All right, I Chicago,
0: Arizona, they both suck. Chicago, what sucks about them, Braden?
1: Well, a lot of things <laughs> suck. First, I just want to give a shout out to Riley Stillman. What the high school with them? Nice guy, really liked him. Uh, looking here though. Big question: Where does Patrick Kane go? Um, another big question: Where's Jonathan Tasco? Does he go anywhere? I think he does. Um, mm-hmm. Another big question for all of you: Did any of you remember Tyler Johnson is on the Chicago Blackhawks? I did. Yeah, I did. Um, Max I did. Max did too. Dude, look at their Peter cap friendly. In the next two years, two, four, six, eight, ten. They in the next two years they have eleven picks in the first three rounds.
0: Uh, yeah, that's. Good. That's, that's uh, uh that's how you friend.
1: rebuild that's what you do um Kane and Taze are gonna add to that looking around at the other deals that they signed like we know that Chicago's gonna suck but they're doing it the right way they signed Andreas Janssen to one year three million dollar uh, deal who gets moved at the deadline the most
3: Andreas Anthony to see you Dude, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Andreas, <laughs> specifically, see you. Dude, specifically perfect him <laughs> perfect answer right it's
1: middle six NHL players on a one year with one year left on their term yeah that make under five that make under four so that's a you guaranteed third-round pick. Yep, guaranteed How many third years round in a row as he changed teams. I don't know, man. Like a lot. You just but that exactly Kai, that's three million dollars for a third-round pick. Max Domi, another guy. One year, three million. He's gonna rebuild his value. He'll play top six minutes. At least he him at for deadline. One thing, dude. Peter Mrazic, there you go. Uh, there's your goalie. Um one thing I wanted to say. That Seth Jones contract could not have come at a worse <laughs> yeah. fucking time.
0: That's so funny. That, that
1: uh. 9.5 till 2027, 2028. Have fun.
0: Is that year even real? Like, is He's climate change 20... not going to destroy the world by then? What is going on? That is so insane. Max Domi to the Leafs better happen on the trade deadline. I'm looking at that already. Chicago's an absolute dumpster fire. Arizona is an absolute dumpster fire. I don't want to project them too much and get into it because we don't give a fuck. It's Nick Ritchie on the first line. We're the not going to talk nasty about
1: jerseys. it. No, they're no. going to be, here's why, no. why we care.
0: No. Yeah. Okay.
1: Here's why we care. Uh, the next great goalie is going to be coming out of there. Uh, that oh girl, God. Come on. Uh, what are we doing here? Dude, he was good last year. You can't I pronounce like that his goalie. name. Yeah, I just did. But, um, <laughs> no, no she, like honestly, she, like, Dude, last year he had a 8.98 in 52 games. It's pretty good on the Coyotes. <laughs> you just wait.
0: You but, cherry pick your Sabres then stats more than anyone I've ever met in my life. Look, 9.16 got, by Hellebook. That's okay. <laughs> 8.96. Got, this
1: guy's the best. Well, look, they got... Dude, Shane Spear had a good year last year, too, eh? Uh, that kind of went under the rug a little bit. The Ghost. Bit, but, dude, the Ghost kind of came back. He's got one year left at 4.5. You tell me a team's not going to dig a shot at him? You got Troy Stetcher, three or uh, one year, 1.25. Deadline pickup for any team out there. Um, and it's just full of that, right? Do you hate Nick Bugstad at one year, 900,000? No. I do no, right? Like, see what he does. Maybe you can get something for him. He's a player. Did you remember that Zach Cassian is on the Coyotes? Because I forgot. Andrew Ladd's on the Coyotes. I forgot. Um, welcome to the Coyotes, where we always go, oh, they're there.
0: So the third highest odds, or third lowest odds, the third highest odds to lose the league to finish worst is Montreal. They're plus 700. The bottom two is Arizona and Chicago by a wide margin. Starting <laughs> with you, Stuart, pick who will finish with less points and last in the league, Chicago or Arizona?
3: Uh, I got to pick Arizona.
0: Yeah. You're on the same page, it's got, Braden. It's,
3: it's got it's to be Arizona.
1: Aren't they also starting on like a 25 game road uh it's a super long. I road did road trip.
2: forget about that.
1: Like, I, mean, I think it's 40 games. Early. Like, they're on the road for like the first half of the season.
2: Like, they,
0: they might be two and <laughs> 20 after 22 games. I wouldn't um, be surprised. Uh, I, I'm uh, taking Arizona it, to finish with under 60 points this year.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: The only thing is, uh, Kai, on Kai the right sorry,
2: team. Chicago, sorry, Kai, Arizona. Yeah. I'm going to say Chicago because Chicago over this offseason has been more actively trying to make moves. That's like, oh, yeah, this team's trying to take. Right. Oh, they're in the Bedard zone. They're going hard for him. Yeah. yeah. But
1: Arizona's already there. Like Arizona but- just sucks. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't right. have a debris right. to get rid of. Like, Clayton Keller and Nick they are two good players. And then what? Chickren. We know he's yeah. going to move, though. So then it's like, yeah, they're literally
0: like, shopping, like, they're shopping their gonna, third best They're going to lose player.
1: chicken, but it's not like they're going to lose Jonathan Days and Patrick Kane or Nick you know what I mean? which on the other side, or Nick Ritchie, but on the other side, Chicago has Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane for however long they have them. Um, I just wanted to say one last thing, too. I know we just said have, what, nine picks in the next two, in the first three rounds for 11. the Blackhawks? Is 11? You said 11. For Chicago?
0: That's what you said. That's what she
1: said. Oh, okay. Well, Who guess said? what? Arizona's got 11 as well. They've got a lot of picks next two years. They also have uh, four second-round picks in 2025. So, uh, yeah, they're rebuilding and they're doing it properly. Let's see if this is the rebuild that works. It never seems to be.
0: (laughs) I don't think it will be. No, I don't think so.
1: If they do it right. And that means like it's such. Can we just say, like, honestly, I don't hate the whole like school thing. Like they've got such an interesting business. Opportunity right now to just build a young fan base what can you so, imagine oh, like the
0: arizona yeah like can you imagine it? if
1: we us at carlton because uh sorry Stu, you're not included in the carlton group here but can you imagine if like i don't know the ottawa senators had a really shitty ownership group just imagine that for a second and they and played they had at play, carlton dude they had to play at carlton for three like our entire time there and it was just cheap tickets and you could i might
0: be game. a sense fan right now you would be happens. a sense fan
1: for life we would all be sense fans for life and
0: that's true you know what you're getting some young fans
1: dude just do to beer nights every night
0: that's literally all you need just do a, a special night of the week three times and not just
1: week. any university right like carlton's carlton this is asu right like what's the canadian like party university western i'd
0: say western yeah
1: right like th- this is western on fucking cocaine and however many other shit. it's an right? american
0: like, university like the dude, 80th America- best american already. university would shit on the top canadian university like, for partying. this is- ASU, like yeah. you have
1: so much opportunity there. The Sun Devils are actually a really good team as well there, but
0: the damn Sun Devils,
1: so much opportunity. Nasty jerseys. The Sun Devils kind of want to get one, but no it, it's, I don't know, man. I'm really excited to see what the Coyotes can do with this moving forward, but it's just you're going to have to deal with the pain in the meantime.
0: To recap, we three of us Stuart Braden and I have Arizona's last place followed by Chicago's second last Kai has it flipped around We have the Jets missing the playoffs. We have Dallas as a maybe. And we all feel good about Nashville, Blues, and Colorado. Kai's a little iffy on Minnesota, which is fair because all of us think that Minnesota will do worse. And that is our Central Division preview. Any other notes on the division, guys? I think we kind of nailed it.
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, one last thing. I didn't get credit for when it happened, so I want it now. Okay. Uh, I called I called the Jake editor contract, fucking term and money right on the dot. You heard it here first.
0: Go back and listen to the episode. We called it. All right. So you just wanted to do a little lap around with your little victory. I like that. <laughs> do you want to touch on Brain's Love Corner? Are you still having a successful continue to time? To
1: see the same lady. Okay. Uh, that's Ooh. Good.
2: I, like- <laughs> I love this, Brain. Let's go.
1: Again, I am. This is I'm momentum. Hissing.
2: This is momentum for luck We got yeah. momentum.
1: We went out for dinner last week. Uh, she came. I went on a double date with her and met one of her friends. I've met three of them now. We're three for three and making good impressions. The friends liked um, you, eh? Yeah, they do. I'm pretty likable. You know. It turns out the only, <laughs> only thing, only thing, only thing, only, oh, okay. only potential negative right. is um, when we we're at the bar on the double date. This guy came up to me and he like kissed my hand. Like, he grabbed my hand and he kissed it like I'm a king. You know. And uh, then he asked me if I wanted to go. <laughs> Do you know this outside. man? No, I just attract like freaks, and like I can like verify, like I attract freaks for some reason. So they all asked me, they're like, "Do you know that guy?" I was like, "No." Like it is what it is. So then uh, later on, somebody made a joke about him coming over to kiss me on the hand. I'm like, "Fuck, well, you might go for my lips." And they go, "Will you let him?" And I was like, "Not put enough drinks in me, and I, maybe I will." Hmm. And the lady I'm seeing asks me, "Are you bisexual?" And I went, "No," and she goes, "You could tell me if you are." I'm like, I'm not. And she goes, seriously, like, it's okay. And I'm like, now look.
2: <laughs> not that there's anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing
1: wrong with that at all. The first time, it felt like a joke. The second right. time I was going, is she actually serious? The third time made me think, I think she thinks I'm bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if yeah. you ask someone that
2: three times. So I asked, her that, it's, I asked it's okay, her that today. I asked her that today. It's okay And
1: she goes. Well, you, you made it. You made more than one joke about you kissing him.
0: Yeah. Right? I mean,
2: yeah. It's Brady, funny. You, you tend to do.
0: I, I was going to say that Brady, you... you do make a lot of jokes about you being. And this is nothing wrong with it. <laughs> not that there's
1: anything wrong with it.
2: <laughs> a little gay.
1: <laughs> not that yeah. there's anything wrong with
2: there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. <sighs> but if you are, you can tell us.
1: <laughs> not, you but I'm tell us. appreciative of your acceptance. Brain's love um, corner
0: would be a lot more popular, I think, if you went the other way around.
1: Oh, dude, I would, would be good for our ratings. It, sure. it would
0: be good for our ratings.
1: <laughs> but uh, maybe next oh, season. Might have to start. <laughs> might, might have to start for the ratings. Um, but yeah, I that, I had to shut that down. Uh, otherwise though, um, yeah, hung out on the weekend. We're hanging out again. I think we're. Oh yeah, I've got a date with her tomorrow night, and then we're uh, go we oh, dude. On the weekend again. So.
0: Kai, um, did you think this was going to happen
1: when we started this
2: uh,
0: brains love corner four and a half months ago?
2: I sure did not. Well, oh, four, of, four and a half months ago. <laughs> four and a half months ago, you've had like one double date. Okay. I, I think that's... Hey, this is the
1: let's count. I'd let's like count. to say
2: that I believe
1: it. I think this is the fourth lady, so we're averaging a lady every month. Because we had the the first one, then we had the the hygienist, then mm-hmm. we had the thirty year old.
2: Um, oh, sorry. I thought this was the 30 year old.
1: No, no, I haven't talked to the 30 year old. I was uh, a little
0: scared, actually. Who is
2: this one? Because I thought this was the 30 year old.
1: This is a lady off Tinder
0: who. Um, She's beautiful and you like her a lot.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's Perfect. Great.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah. There we well, go. fuck yeah, man. Hey, that's awesome, brain We love
2: that. That's awesome. love corner. No, you know what? I'm genuinely happy with it. Let's go.
0: Let's hope I don't fuck it up. So, um, my favorite childhood memory as a kid was oh, building, God. I'll start that over cause Stuart really interrupted me. My favorite childhood memory as a kid is, um, building sandcastles with my grandfather until my mom took the urn away.
1: You know, I made a joke the other week or the other night, last night, I was on the phone with the lady and I made a joke about, um, my lifeguard instructor touching me, right. uh, Gosh, with
0: these she, jokes, man.
1: And she thought I was serious. She thought I, I was actually touched by my lifeguard uh, instructor. And I had to clarify that um, that never happened. It was my priest that did that. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: And- uh, pro-religion podcast.